Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast, Season 2, Episode 12, Top 10 Space Games. Every month, Unbox and Game is giving away $1,000 worth of board games, and I'm going to go over the multiple ways you can enter and how it works and what you can win. First, let's go over the ways you can enter. There are three ways you can enter. You can sign up for for one of their membership programs and get automatic entries every single month, as well as other benefits such as VIP gift cards to their online store and automatic entries into all of their single game board game giveaways. The VIP gift card is a member benefit I want to go over in a little more detail. Every month you're an active VIP member, you will receive a VIP gift card up to $15 depending on your membership level. So let's say you are a Platinum VIP member and get a $15 VIP gift card. You can use that card on anything you want on their site. Now, for the best part, any unused balance carries over from month to month and is added to your new VIP card, you get emailed to you. The second way you can enter is by shopping at their store, unboxinggame.com. You can pick up some board game merchandise from them and get one entry for every dollar you spend. A few examples are like shirts, pins, stickers, drink coasters, a lot of things. Lastly, you can mail in an entry. Details are on the official rules on their website. Now let's discuss how this sweepstakes works. Every month after drawing, after the drawing period ends, all entries are sent to a third-party sweepstakes administrator who makes sure all the entries are eligible and then randomly selects a winner. Next, Unboxing Game notifies the winner, who then gets a $1,000 gift certificate to Cool Stuff Inc., Card House, or Game Nerds. Then the winner goes on a $1,000 shopping spree at one of those online stores, picking up $1,000 worth of board games of their choice. Finally, Unboxing Game does the whole thing over again next month. So what are you waiting for? Get your entries in today and secure your chance to win. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. And today we're going to talk about our new rating system. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's right. Everyone else has one. Why not Average Joe? We're going to have one, yep. So we have that. Uh, we're going to do our top 10 sci-fi games Yep. relevant to us. Yes. Our opinions. Yes. Which don't matter. Well, they matter to us. I mean, to me. I mean, obviously, you guys should all listen to me. Or me. Or both. Not Tom. Not not so much Tom, but more me. Both of us is yeah. fine. I yeah. mean, yeah. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will be giving a game away somewhere in the episode. With a catchphrase attached to it. Yes. And we will also be giving away some promos. And so, you just have to listen and email us which promo you would like. And you will be entered into a chance to win it. Uh, We did give away Unbroken last week. Last week, yep. Uh, That was a solo game. Yeah, it looked kind of interesting. Not a dungeon crawler necessarily, but... uh... 
a dungeon adventure Push game. Your Luck. Yeah, Push Your Luck dungeon adventure game. So uh, that was given away. Um, and then the Artemis Project was the other one. The that, promos. Yep. The pro- promos, yes, yeah, for Artemis Project was also given away. And uh, we had two others that were not given away. So we will put those into the basket for giveaways at our convention, there which is in October. Hopefully. Yes, fingers crossed, October for the convention. Uh, Origins, obviously. Origins I mean, they, canceled. They, they rescheduled. Did they reschedule? To the week after our oh, convention right, right, in October. Right, yeah. So I feel like, you know, there there's... They're they're saying October for a reason. Like they feel October might be safe. So yeah. we originally scheduled for October. I feel like that's the safe safe spot. Yep. Well Comic Con is canceled. I haven't heard anything about Gen Con as far as whether they're going to cancel or not. I have not heard about officially Geekway. Whether right. they're gonna cancel they or not. Kinda did like a mediocre They're doing a preliminary <laughs> get you ready for it to be cancelled. Yeah. I think. But they may end up having it. It's in June. Who Never knows know. where things are going to go. It depends on the mood of the country and the health of the country. I feel no. like that's slightly optimistic, but yes. I think it is as well, <laughs> honestly. I do think it's optimistic. I think they're going to end up probably saying we're going to reschedule this. And more than likely, if they're not going to do it this year, they're going to do it next year. We'll see what happens. So. I'm At this point, I'm almost hoping just for next year. Yeah, that just way it's so it's it's safe, right? It's safe if they wait because so. if you start pushing everything towards the end of the year, yeah. it's going to get well. You're not going to have the attendance you you would normally. No, so. and I don't know for sure I'd be able to get the time off to go again. So. Right? Yeah, I agree with that. But we'll see what happens. If they're going to do it, I'm going. I'm going to go. You're going to go. Yep. All right. So if it's October third and fourth. No, I mean if they're doing it in June. So. Oh, okay, okay. No, if they're rescheduling <laughs> it, that's going to take some. That's going to take some decision. You know what? Screw your convention. I'm going. I'm going anyway. I'm just going. I'm going to go too. So I'm just going to hang out third and fourth. Oh yeah. So you guys, whoever was planning on coming to our convention, just you know enjoy. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, a few games we played. So yeah. we're going to start, um, start off with that. Or no? Uh, did you have you acquired anything? I have not. I I bought a dice tray. Whoa, what kind of dice tray? Uh, one of those foldable ones um, because I realized I didn't have a dice tray and I have cats. Is it the one that kind of like uh, has little buttons? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah um, I, like I, I realized I don't have a dice tray. I don't have uh, anything that I can roll dice in and I have cats. How do you not have a dice tray? I have like I know. 100 of them. I have... I might have one that I made myself, but I don't know where it is for sure right now. I have dice towers. I have a couple of those, okay. but I don't have a dice tray. Okay. Well, uh, that makes sense. You get dice towers at least. I, yeah. You've redeemed yourself a little yes, bit. There you go. Okay. So I got a dice tray, and I think that's about the only thing I've purchased recently. I'm trying to think if there was anything new. Oh, well, I got Raccoon Tycoon, but that was I think I talked about that last week. Yep. Uh, nope, that's it. The dice tray, I think, is the okay. only thing I've bought in, Well, in the I checked week. out this cool little store called Nerdvana. Oh yeah, it's I was in N R D V A N A and it's here in Sioux Falls. And uh, their their logo is a little fox with five tails wearing a Mario hat. Yep. And uh, they do consignment collectibles and games. Correct. It's a very addicting store. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I walked out with a very large bag of stuff. Yep. And one of the things that I picked up 
was a Pog collection. I saw that, yeah. Yes. Uh, so I used to be a big Pog guy in the 90s. Um, absolutely loved them. And unfortunately, my collection went away Yeah. Uh, thanks to a divorce. So um, it was kind of cool to see an entire collection. And now that I have six kids, you can teach I have them how to play. seven tubes of Pogs. And then a book of slammers, and then a playmat. Yep. So, um, my I had a pretty large selection when I when I collected them. But at that time, you could go anywhere and get pogs. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had a kiosk in the middle of the mall. They had, and that that kiosk was dedicated to pogs. Yes, so I remember that slammers and pogs. That's all they sold. And then the awesome boards that they had for them. Um, and then like you go to fast food places, and they had pogs and everything. I remember the Power Rangers had a set. Oh yeah. Um, Hardee's was doing a thing back in the day, and they had an Apollo 13 where I remember each that. piece, I think it was like five or six pieces, was a pog container, and then you could put them all together for a gigantic a rocket. rocket. Yeah. I had that entire thing, and unfortunately I had to get rid of all of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> And my, my kids are slightly younger than you, I think maybe by seven or eight years. And I remember going through the pog phase, and we had all those pogs, and I don't know if they were at their mom's house. I don't. I know when I went through, because you helped me get rid of the bunk bed in their room, and I don't remember seeing anything like that when I finally cleaned that room out. So theirs were probably at their mom's, which means they're gone now. So you, I think you found a treasure when you went there. So Yep. So that's, that's definitely a story worth checking out. Yep. Uh, I, it's over on 49th and Western. Yep. I was in one time. Um... It has, it's, it's working on establishing their collection. Basically, they're a consignment shop, so if you have things and you're in the Sioux Falls, South Dakota area that you want to get rid of, they will display them for you and sell them for us. I think it's a pretty small percentage yeah. of, of what you get for the item. I collect um, Funko Pops. Um, uh, their selection was sparse right now, but maybe if I decide I'm done collecting Funko Pops, their collection will grow. They had some pretty cool ones. They had uh, ones that I had not seen before. Um, they were uh, kind of like a, a setup with two Funko Pops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that, the Avengers. Yep, yep. they've got Infinity War, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. And then uh, a Deadpool those... with Cable. That was yeah, really cool. I can't remember what those sets are called. Movie scenes, I think yeah, they're called. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because the the one that I'm most familiar with is the Batman holding the Joker over the oh. over the wall. So, But, yeah, I mean, they're a pretty cool little store. One thing that they're selling a lot of right now Oh yeah, are masks. They, yep. they are... Uh, I think they were literally looking to hire somebody to do sewing for them. So yeah, uh, again, if you're in the Sioux Falls, South Dakota area, they take orders for masks. If you're a mask wearing person, if you decide you're going to wear your mask out in public, yes. And if you know how to sew and you're looking for a part time gig or something like that to help out, they're looking for skilled seamstresses. So or sewers. Yeah, I don't know. If it has yeah. to be a seamstress. Could be a seamster. Seamster. Seam a sewer. worker. Someone who can sew. Yeah, a sewer. Um, you want to give out their phone number? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if you can get a hold of them at uh, 605-338-9692. Uh, they can also, I suppose, take orders for you if you'd rather yeah. have them ship something. And they you. have an email, nrdvana605 at gmail.com. We'll put a link on that in our show description as well. And to their website, I suppose. And... I don't see anything of her website. I know they're on Facebook. I know they're uh, on the Facebook. address is twenty one oh nine West Forty Ninth Street. It is 
there's a little strip mall over by, I think it's Campbell Supply on yep. the north side of the street. Yeah. So it's on the south side of the street right over by a gas station. Yeah. And it's just west of that. Hopefully you guys know your directions. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Not everyone knows that. It's not general knowledge anymore. But I use directions a lot. I have a GPS. So if I were um, to say left, which way are you facing? <laughs> yeah. There you go. So again, it's N-R-D-V-A-N-A, and they are uh, present on Facebook, so you can find them on there. And they're not a sponsor. They're just a store that we both like. Yes. Uh, so. Found some. So I, I'd gotten some other stuff. Uh, the Pog thing was really just... That was very cool. Very yeah. cool thing. I picked up a couple face masks as well. Yep. Um, some scrunchies for uh, Kathleen and my wife. And then uh, a cool cinch bag. Oh yeah, but that like a matched book bag. the scrunchie and uh, um, the face mask for Jess. Yep. And then oh, I and found what was the theme on those, by the way? Marvel. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I also found uh, a Spock Live Long and Prosper air freshener. I did like that. I did like that. It makes me wonder if it smells like the sweat between Leonard and Moy's fingers. Uh, that's oddly disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> wow! 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 <laughs> Um, I, wow. <laughs> I thought I said I don't, that. I, thought I don't I, think there's any coming back from that. I thought I told you that yesterday when, when I saw nope. it. Uh, that was, nope. That's, that was uh, so the, now you know one of Tom's fetishes. <laughs> um, unfortunately for, well, maybe it's fortunate for Leonard Nimoy. He's no longer with us. Yeah. So, uh, Wow. <laughs> Not very often I can uh, I can make Joe speechless. Yep, that that one did it. Um, <laughs> I um, now sitting sitting at the other end of the table, <laughs> which we should be doing yep. anyway. I mean, obviously not on his lap anymore. So yeah. <laughs> there's that. Um, I also got a Jordy LaForge uh, action figure that stands yep, that was on the stand. Cool. And then oh, the marbles. Uh, yes, the marbles. <laughs> I got the Star Trek Next Generation marble set. Yeah. So my first comment was, man, I wish that was original series, but. Star Trek Next Gen is pretty good, too. Same here. I'm actually a bigger fan of, and I'm sorry to all the Next Gen fans, but I'm a bigger fan of the original series. I grew up watching that. Same. Uh, the the cast, granted whatever the overacting from William Shatter, I loved him. I, I think oh. he was just spot on. I loved you it. You couldn't it, have asked for chemistry. a better actor to play that role. No. That whole cast was just excellent. And even when they brought in the let's bring someone in for the girls cast member, they picked them perfectly. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, they just it was perfect. So, and I and I I love Next Gen as well. I do like the show. That was there also are a few a characters in there that I I was a little irritated by quite often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but still, you had some pretty good actors, some pretty good storylines. It felt like Star Trek. Oh yeah, um, I felt the same strong way. characters. I felt the same way about Deep Space Nine. No, not is Deep Space Nine the one? What's the one with the with the outpost? That's Deep uh, Space Nine. Okay, and then what's the one with the lost ship with uh, Catherine? That was Voyager. Yeah, I like I like Voyager, but that felt less like Star Trek. He's not really a Star Trek fan. He's yeah. more of a Star Wars guy. He's like, yeah, what's the one with Han Solo? <laughs> no, I'm more of a Star Trek guy probably than Star Star Wars. Good man. I like Star Wars as well, but I'm more, I grew up with Star Trek. Star I, Trek for me is more of a story. Yeah. And the Star Wars are more action. Well, and when I started watching Star Wars, I think I was in, or Star Trek rather, I was in fourth or third or fourth grade, I think. 
come home after school and it was get your snack and turn on the TV and watch Star Trek. And I got to know all of those episodes. I mean, and then into high school. Obviously we, had a thing for Spock. Uh, yeah, evidently. <laughs> um, but then we, you know, we had a, uh, a club in high school that was all kind of related mostly to Star Trek. That's how it started. Um I'm just curious. At one point, did you write an essay of what it smelled like between <laughs> no. Leonard Nimoy's fingers? No, I did not. <laughs> no, I did not, and I'm censoring myself <laughs> for appropriateness here. Because <laughs> I had to come back to that, but I decided to think before I spoke. So, yep. there you go. So, eBay, 1990, he bought a bag of sweat. <laughs> from Leonard that claimed Nimoy. It, was, yeah. it was from Leonard Nimoy's gloves. Well, anyway, yeah. no, obviously that, he was taken. No, but I, yeah, he was. But I know I just I love Star Trek as a kid, and it continues to this day for the most part. So that's why the movie Galaxy Quest. Oh yeah, such a good movie and such a nice homage and tribute to Star Trek. It is. They've even said the writers of the movie even said that's what they were going for was an homage to Star Trek. So I could see that that that's a that's a good comedy. If you have it. not seen Galaxy Quest, check it out. Yeah. It's probably on Netflix or one of the streaming places it's for sure on one of the streaming places i'll guarantee that and there's a nice documentary about it as well where they talk about kind of how it affected the lives of the actors because i think i mean sigourney weaver was well known tim allen was well known people didn't know as much about alan rickman um uh gosh i'm trying to think of the guy who played the the red shirt alan rickman you mean the guy from uh die hard yeah but i mean he was still as as of yet hans gruber slightly unknown at that point, he wasn't as well known as Tim Allen or Sigourney Weaver. And then the guy who played the red shirt, what he was also kind of an unknown actor. Tony Shalhoub was basically yep. kind of unknown. Yeah. Um, now but, his biggest thing is uh, Monk. Yep. The two people who played the aliens were relatively unknown, and then I think the one guy got a part on West Wing and was pretty well known after that. But anyway, it's just a great movie. So it is. Yep. So what did we play and, this week? Uh, Tom gonna... just spoiled the entire thing for you. Well, I haven't spoiled yeah. anything. You haven't even, Plot and everything. You haven't even talked just about what the movie was about. Exactly about the movie. <laughs> they what track are... down Leonard Nimoy's sweat. In they between do. That's, that's, the whole, that's the whole episode <laughs> of the whole movie. So, uh, well. What did we play this week? Let's that's... go into our rating system. Oh, yeah. Then we, we can talk first. about that's the games true, then we can and then the games rate them. Like, good point. Yeah, the Jovian rating system. Yes, that's right. That's uh, that's that's a real thing now. It is now. Yeah, the Jovian is. rating system. It has become a thing. Yep. So, a number one. A game you might not like as much as, you, as you'd hope you would. Or it just sucked. Or it was terrible, yeah. Yeah, it's just not a game Although, for you. Well, and I, it's I, a Joe Blow. I will tell you, I lobbied for Island Dice. We figured we had to have a, a, a Joe-related... We gotta have, yeah. I mean, I don't think that even no, gets to be on the Jovian no, scale. because it's not a it's game. It's not a game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, so enough about Island Dice. We talk about it every week. Yes, or for the rest so, of your life. So yes, if it's a game you do not like, or that you were disappointed considerably by, that's a Joe Blow, man. Yep. Uh, a number two. So our scale goes to five. Yep. Yeah, we're going to keep it simple. Five is the best. Yes. Uh, is... Number two is like, I didn't hate it, but I might need to play this again to see how much I actually hated it. Yeah. Uh, that would be Joe Mama. Joe Mama. <laughs> uh, number three is just, it's adequate. It's a game I would play again if it was the only game somebody was offering to play. It's it's your Joe Cool. Yeah. 
It's cool. it's not a it's bad game, cool. but it's not a great game. It's cool. It's cool. A number four is almost a knockout. Oh yeah, it's yeah. a pretty good game. It's a smoking Joe. Smoking Joe. And a number five is a great game. It's a game that I would Some, play if somebody said, "Let's play this game." I'd go, "I'm in." Yes. Is there room for me? I'll play. Some might actually say it's Joe Tacular. Joe Tacular. Yep. Well, I would make a person disappear to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> I will be honest with you on this, that it's going to be difficult to become, for a game to be Joe Tacular. It's kind of like if you rate something from 1 to 10. It's hard to find a 10. Yes. So we're rating it. That's like basically, uh, you know, it's one is, there's a, one's easy. One sucks. Joe Blow. Yeah, because I've run. I played some bad games. Uh, five's gonna be a little more difficult. Yep. So, so anyway. there's only gonna be a few Joe Tacular games. Exactly. All right. Find so, out if we played one this week. Oh yes. Uh. So one of the first game we played was Catan Starfarers. Starfarers of Catan. Okay. Yeah. So I never played the original version of this. You had. I had played the original edition. Um. The Compo- the game was fun. Uh, same game that we that we played yesterday, but the components were nowhere near as good as they are now. They were very very fragile. Little pieces that you have to add onto the rocket ship. He off. he mispronounces stuff a lot. I'm sorry. It's a fragile. <laughs> fragile. <laughs> no, fragile is a city in Italy where important prizes come from. You shut your dirty <laughs> Leonard Nimoy sniffing fingers <laughs> mouth. <laughs> All right, um, so yeah, that was a good game. I, I well, the new components are awesome. They uh, are sturdy. They stay on the rockets. I don't know if you if you're familiar with Catan. It's got a lot of the same mechanics. Basically, you roll dice to get your resources. Correct. Um, but instead of moving when you roll the dice, you have a rocket ship that has beads in it that are I think if I'm remembering correctly, they're yellow. Orange, blue, and black. And there's two yellow ones. Yes, two yellow. And the yellow is worth, I think, two. Orange is three. Blue is one. Black means an encounter. So when you roll a dice, two will show. Or when you roll a a rattle rocket ship, two of the beads will show at the bottom of the rocket. Depending on what combination you have, that's your speed. If you have two different colored ones... That's your speed. You add them together plus any rockets that you've added to your ship. The boosters. You get a, yeah, the boosters. If you get a black bead, that's an encounter. And that's a card that you read that has different results depending on what you decide you're going to do. Kind of a choose-your-own-adventure mechanic. Um, it's a lot of fun. And you, you move across space from your kind of home planet systems where you can build uh, more rockets and you can establish trade colonies or our trade uh, trade stations or colonies, and colonies can become spaceports, I believe, and spaceports allow you to build more ships, and you move across the map trying to get victory points, and it's just a really fun version of Catan. Yep, the first one to sixteen wins. Fifteen, but yeah, or fifteen. Yep, and there's uh, space friends. Um, I can't remember what they're called, but you can trade. They're people you can trade with. So once you get to put a trade. Colony, your trade ship, or your trade, yeah, your trade, trade space, trade base. Oh, uh, once you put that up there, you get to choose uh, one of the space friends. Yep. 
each of the, and yeah. they give you a bonus. They give you, you different you'd powers. Gotten one. Yeah, one of them I think allows you to trade at a better because I think it's just like a tan. Your rate, your trade rate for regular resources to another resource is three to one, except for trade goods, which are two to one. Um, but then you can go to this to one of the trade locations, and it will allow you to go one to one. I think is I think almost all of it for each of the different resources. I think the two I went to, one of them was. Uh, uh, added booster and guns to your ship. I'll just you gave you one of each, just to have full time. And then the other one I got was the wild card one, which gives you some various powers because they're the kind of odd race that they like. You would if you rolled a seven, instead of having to give up your cards if you have more than seven, you don't. And I think people can still steal from you, but I think you don't have to give up cards. Okay. So a lot of the rules are very similar to Catan, but there's a different mechanic as far as your movement and how you don't you don't lay out roads and build cities. You move your ships across space and establish colonies, of either trade colonies or, or uh, colonies, or trade ports or colony ports. It's a pretty cool game. Yep, I, I really enjoyed it, and I am not a huge fan of Catan. Um, actually, I, I, I'm kind of burnt out on Catan, to be honest. And uh, regular Catan. Yeah. I like the flavored Catans. Yeah. But regular base game Catan, I'm burnt out on it. It's just, it's very bland. And it's a good gateway game. Oh, it's a great game. But it's, for me, it's, there's better games out there. Yeah. So this one, I really, really enjoyed it. It's probably my favorite Catan game. It's a pretty good Catan game. So, what was your Joe-tastic, or Jovian rating for the Catan, Starfire's Catan? I would say it's a solid smoking Joe. I also gave it a solid smoking Joe. It's it's a good game. It's not a great game, but it's it's better than average. It's so, much better than average. It's yep. a, and it's, it is better than regular Catan. It is. And the, the for me, the, uh, the rockets, that system, yeah. was just, it's so cool. Well, the encounters are fun. The encounters yeah. just make it kind of, and it gives you some interactivity. Well, I like adding the stuff to my my ships. Oh yeah, that you, got, was you can cool. add uh, later uh, guns, uh, guns. You can cargo add holds. cargo holds, and then your boosters. boosters I like yeah. being able to add and take stuff off my ship. I think that is a really cool. Um, every, I was just I was very impressed with it. It's it's definitely a high smoking Joe. Yep, and it's an expensive game. The components make it. Yeah, I, I purchased this for a hundred dollars. Yeah, the components make it worth the expense. But yes, I check it out. Yeah, it's it's a really cool game. And then the other one we played after that was Ticket to Ride London. Yeah. So if you're a Ticket to Ride fan, so we played basically we played two different gateway games. Yep. But different versions of it, and I I would say that Ticket to Ride London and Ticket to Ride New York, which is also a very similar style of game, you don't use trains. You have um, uh, double-decker buses yep. in London. In the in the New York version, it's taxis, I believe. But anyway, it's basically the 10-minute version of Ticket to Ride. Yeah, it was very quick. Very quick, because you're going from landmark to landmark in London, like Big Ben, and uh, I can't remember all the landmarks. I have to look at the map to see it again, but we only played it once. But it's, uh, it's a really nice, fast version of Ticket to Ride, probably even more gateway than... Ticket to Ride. It would be a gateway to Ticket to Ride, yeah. in my opinion. It was very, very simplified, very easy, and it was very fast moving. Still a lot of strategy, but you have to be real careful with your destination cards. Yeah. 
because you're basically there's there so many fewer routes. How did you do in that? I did not do well okay. in that game. I did. How did I do in Starfarer's Catan though? You did. You did subpar. You did pretty you did, well on that. You did like a, a, a four, a like smoking Joe on that. Like I got fifteen points before anybody else. So. You did. Yeah. You won the game. I did win the game you, by not well, not by much. I was right there behind you. Like by three points. Behind three points. Me. Three points. That's not me. bad. No, and then not. Jess was one point behind me. Yeah, it's not so, bad. I feel like we could have easily taken you out back. You probably could have. And said and that we won. On the tiebreaker, yeah. yeah. So anyway, London, uh, Ticket to Ride London, what's your Jovian rating well, on I, Ticket to Ride Well, I London? liked the fact that they changed up the cars the instead of the trains, obviously. And they could have just done double-decker buses on all the cards for colors. Oh, yeah, that was cool. I forgot They had about the Yellow that. Submarine. Yeah. yeah. They had um, a town car, like an old town car, yep. um, something that kind of looked like a Bugatti. Yep. Um, and then they had uh, like Can't something kind of like a Lam- Lamborghini, yeah. Ferrari type vehicle. Um, and then there was something else. Well, I'm trying to remember. Well, and the, the double decker oh, uh, bus, a milk milk, a vehicle. milk yeah, the, yep. old, the old milk. And the double decker bus was the wild card, right? Yeah, but they so could have easily just done double decker buses all over. Yeah. but they they made it themed to London. I really oh, like that. The cover, I think you pointed out on the cover of the game, it's got uh, like a royalty looking person yep. standing next to a hippie looking dude who my first thought when I saw him because he's holding guitar as well was he looks a lot like John Lennon. Yeah, so the one looked like Queen England. And the other one had John, John Lennon. Lennon. And then the other and side then, of the box is a hippie looking chick and a dude that looks like Patrick McNee from the From Avengers. the old Avengers, yep. Yeah, so. So very well done. Very well put together. Yeah. Um, I, I would really, I'd give that a smoking Joe as well. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the quickness of getting it to the table and then just getting on with the game. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like the game. I like Ticket to Ride better because there's a lot more you can do. But I would say, I would give it a Joe Cool. Whoa. I would give it a maybe a high Joe Cool, but I'd give it a Joe Cool. And see, I enjoyed this more than the original Ticket to Ride. So that's why I would give this one a smoking yeah. Joe. And I do have Ticket to Ride New York, and I haven't tried it yet. But now that I've tried Ticket to Ride London, it seems like it's probably very similar. Oh, and the other mechanic on that is if you can match up the uh, uh, areas, you get okay. points too. I would um, I, I would like to try the, the New York one because yeah. it looked like kind of Fonzie... On the the front of that, yeah, and then it's similar type of box art. It's got the two people on either side, and we'd have to look at it to see who they are. But it's yep. it's pretty cool. So I, yeah, I, I'm gonna go Joe Cool on it just because I like Ticket to Ride better. Um, I don't know London anywhere, and yeah, I mean you got a lot more maps with Ticket to Ride, but I don't know London as well as I know some of the. I just like the theme. I the did. theme I really the came theme. through with it. It did. Um, I think it was well put together, and then not having just trains. I think well, and it was changing ticket, up. I think yeah, yeah. it was ticket to ride. I mean, it's ticket yep. to ride. It's just with a different theme in it, or not theme, but well, yeah, a different theme, I guess. But it's uh, it was good. Well, the London theme. I mean, it, it just the whole yeah. game to me screamed London. The cards, yeah. the vehicles, you know, the, the artwork, everything yeah. about it was London. It wasn't just a ticket to ride. This was London. Yeah. So and I'm, so that makes me wonder if New York's going to have a similar feel to it. I think it probably will. So like cabs. Yeah. Well, the cabs, but I wonder what the cars look like. I haven't opened. I have not opened a single ticket to ride game that I own. And that's Tom Cleverad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I know like 97 people who have it. And oh, okay. Bring it before I get a chance to. So. Okay. Well, I would. It's not that I'm. I don't first have New York, them. so I mean, if I'll you would like it. to actually crack it open next time we decide to play a game, we can do it on okay. boxing. There we go. We'll do that. 
and then the last game do unboxing videos too that's true we do we do them facebook live so join our group average joe's gaming um the last game we played was one that we learned and you got at uh the uh okaboji convention correct Yes, uh, the Bears and the Bees. Bears and the Bees. It's the only game that's caused me to swear out loud at another person. <laughs> By that's Grandpa actually, Beck Games, it was a true. ton of fun. And you have these... Uh, hexagonal like, cards? Or yeah, they're five sides to the card? No, there's more than five. Six, I think. Is there six? six? Okay. So, hex, yeah. Um, so you got these six-sided cards, and no, you'll... Now I have to draw it, because I can't think of what it looks like. It's whatever a honeycomb would be. So it's one, two, three, four, five, honeycomb. six, Let's see. seven, eight. I think it's eight-sided. Is so. it eight-sided? I don't I think, think it's so. that many. Maybe there's only six. Six sides. I... Well, let me try six. <laughs> one, two, three. Would you put four, Leonard Nimoy's five, hands down six. for five seconds? Well, where's the game? We could just look at the game. We could. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's... It's, it's six-sided. Yeah, it's sexagonal. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not eight. Um... Eight would be way too many. It would be too many. I think I'm pretty sure. I'm easier. confident that it's six sided cards, sure six nights, yeah, and yeah. you have uh, different colors on each ed, edge, and you have a wild, which is honey. Yeah, and you have bears that can uh, block off playing, and you have flowers that are all one color. Yep, and uh, drones that cause you to that allow you to make somebody draw. Oh no, drones are the ones that have honey on three of the sides. I yep. think. It's color on three and honey on three. Drone is a one. Those are worker bees. Yeah, those are those worker are bees. bees are threes. Worker bees are threes, yep. and that's those are the ones that make you people draw. Yes, and then the drone is just a drone is just cool because you have a yeah. lot of wild on them. So uh, the key is to get rid of your hand of cards by playing them and be the first one to to get out. And then for every card you have in your hand, it's it's points, and so lowest score wins. You play three rounds. And you're done. And each time you do this, you have a honeycomb, uh, what it looks like is a board. Yeah. You start with the queen bee in the middle, and then the person who is the first player gets to draws the top card and gets to orient the the first card. It can't be one of the special cards. It can't be bear. It can't be a drone. can't be workers. can't be flower. But any of the other cards can go, and then you have to work off of those because you always have to touch two sides. Yep. So it is six. You're right. Um but it's just, it's a oh, fun... It's a fun. Uh, I'll just say that one more time. <laughs> You're correct, sir. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a nice little, essentially, tile-laying game or card placement game. Um, just a lot of fun. I've never won it. It caused me to swear once because somebody kept blocking off spots I wanted to go with a bear. But you have to get rid of the bears because they're the highest score or the highest point card in the yeah, game. Yeah, those so really hurt. stuck with a bear in your hand. And that actually might be it. I got stuck with bears, and that's what caused me to swear. I don't remember, but I'm not proud of it, but it happened. Yeah, he's a very, every very time, sore loser. Every very time angry. we play the game, it gets brought up, so that's fine. I and mean, that's fine. It very should be. Very angry person. No, not angry. I actually enjoy the game quite a bit, so what would you give it for a, a Jovian rating? I, I like the game. I would give it a three, a Joe Cool. Yeah. I'm I really, think it's a good game. I will yeah. play it when it comes out. It's not my favorite game. No, but it's a, it's a good filler game. It it's is a real good filler game. Um, it's got good amount of tension, some frustration to it. Uh, it's just it's it's a good game. It's a solid game. So so yeah. yep, it's a three to me as well. Joe Cool for me. Okay, so it's a solid three. Joe Cool from both of us. Yep. Check it out though. It is a uh, it's I think it's a twenty dollar or less game. 
Yeah. From Grandpa Beck Games, and he is a smaller publisher. He does a lot of conventions in his neighborhood. I'm not sure where that's at, not but sure I've either. seen well, if we on Facebook. Knowledge of the world and uh, But he does. He's a very good uh, showmanship. Very awesome guy. He actually donated some games to our Extra Life last year. So um, thanks to him. Uh, so you want to talk about our list? Um, or shall we give something away? My honey's clean. <laughs> there, that's, that's weird. It. That's the catchphrase. No, that's not the catchphrase. No, it's not. No, the catchphrase is Tom wants to sniff Leonard <laughs> no! Nimoy's. I like the honey's clean better. <laughs> but we have to do something that's true. Okay, that's that's <laughs> that, that hurt. That hurt. All right, so the the phrase is, my high knee's clean. Okay, and you heard it, so. And the game we're giving away today is Robinson Crusoe. Which is one of the original cooperative games. Adventures on the Cursed Island by Portal Games. It was designed by Ignacy Chevichek. It's like you practiced that. I listened to his podcast. There you go, okay. He does one with Stephen Bonacore, Board Game oh, Insiders. Okay. Interesting. And so, yes, that Tom's looking at the name, thinking, "Oh my God, I have to say that." No, I can say I would. That's well, actually how I would have said it, Ignacy Chevichek. Yeah. Oh, that's what you'd get out of those three letters. Yeah, because I know Mike Chevichek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to pronounce names for a living, essentially. So. All right. Well, I'll oh, give actually, you a pass. I actually asked people. If I they should have paused and let him do it. No, then... I would have said it right. But okay, uh, if I, I'm mean, seriously because I ask people when I see names like that when I have to make calls, I'll ask them how do you pronounce this. Oh, okay. And so I've gotten kind of good at it. I've done it. He has gotten kind of good. Twenty five years. Yep. So, so this one here, uh, if you do not know about it, uh, so you are holding in your hands an adventure game for you and your friends to play as castaways on an uninhabited island. Your task is to build a shelter, ward off potential dangers, and complete the missions. There are seven different scenarios included in the box. There will be, er, They will provide you with new, more difficult, and curious ways to play. So explore the island, uncover its secrets, set up camp, create new items... Face numerous adventures and survive. And I will tell you, I think I've played this one or two times. It is really hard. Even on the first adventure, it's very difficult. But it's a lot of fun. Um, like I say, I think it's one of the first real big um, cooperative games. I know Pandemic's been out for a long time too. But this one, I remember hearing about this before I even think I heard about Pandemic, Robinson Crusoe. Well, I have not played it but is one that's been sitting on my shelf for long enough. So, one lucky person will win this game. So, email us at AverageJoe'sGamingPodcast at Outlook.com. And we'll put a link in there. And all you have to do is say, My Heine's clean! <laughs> you can't tell we were watching a Charmin commercial before this whole thing started, I don't think, can you? Uh, well, I actually Again, was not. not. A sponsor. Um, well, it wasn't really a commercial. It's just on, for some reason it was on your, your Tom, TV. actually, he just searches YouTube I do. for I Charmin commercials. Weird stuff. And uh, also the other one is Leonard Nimoy's yeah, Leonard Fingers. Nimoy's fingers yeah. Yeah. No, but it's your Heidi's Weird, thing. he tries to sniff the TV That's every nice. time it comes on there. So uh, let's go into our main topic. Sure. 
which is our top ten list of our favorite space games. All right. So, number ten, why don't you start us off? All right, number ten is a game that maybe you've not heard of. It's a game called Eons, where essentially, I believe, if I remember correctly, because it's been a while since I've played it, you're building galaxies and uh, trying to beat entropy. And it's one of the first space games I remember playing. A friend of mine got it on Kickstarter, and so we played it quite a bit when we first got it, and it's just a great little game. Have you played Eons before? No, I have not. I thought maybe you had. I couldn't remember for no. sure. No. We'll have to, I have it. We'll have to, I'll have to bring it at some point. But it's a good little game. But uh, essentially, you're trying to build planets and maybe destroy other people, your opponent's galaxies, and trying to do it before entropy hits and your whole, everything's wiped out. And the Big Bang happens, and then... It's just a, or it's after, no, this is after the Big Bang. You're just waiting for entropy and playing through until entropy happens. And you move a, a timer each time certain things happen. It's a pretty good game. That's my number 10. Eons. My number 10 is Starfares of Catan. I really like that game. That's I did. My, um, it's on so my list. What was originally my number 10 is Star Trek Catan. And this just edged that one off because of the spaceships. <laughs> I also like Star Trek, Star Trek Catan quite a bit. So, um, Starfarers of Catan, we just talked about that one. That is is a really cool version of Catan. So, that's my number 10. Number 10. Uh, my number 9, and I think this is one that's going to cross over as well, is a game called Junk Orbit. It is. Um, first of all, it comes in a really cool round box. It does, That's which a col- like a cylindrical box, like a uh, oatmeal box, could be a good thing because it's cool. But if you're trying to put it on shelves, sort of sucks. it does suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a really fun game. Essentially, you're trying to um, move junk from Earth, the Moon, and Mars between Earth, the Moon, and Mars. And the way that you move is by tossing junk out the back of your ship and moving. The other direction, and it's a you can move in a figure eight basically, yep. or you can move straight. You know, it's you're you throw a certain number back and you move a certain number forward, and if you can land in the right spot, you deliver your item, and you always pick something up. You can hit other people with your junk. You can. It's just a really cool little. Whoa! 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 <laughs> sometimes whoa! I, sometimes I need to think before I speak. <laughs> the junk that you toss out of your ship. Can hit other people's ships. Okay. <laughs> I think there's two sides to the cards, if I remember correctly. There's a standard side where everybody has the same basic powers. And then there's a side where everybody has a power that's unique to that ship. But it's a really cool little game. Look it up if you get a chance. Junk Orbit. My number nine is Star Trek Five-Year Mission. So this is a cooperative dice game yep. where you pick your crew and... You have the choice of playing with either the original cast, not on my list, by the way, or it's a good game. The next generation cast, or you can mix and match, which is really weird, but it's also but pretty fun. cool. Yeah, um, really, really enjoy this game. Uh, so you will roll your dice. Everyone is a cooperative game, so every very... one of the characters has a special power that kind of coincides with that character. So, obviously, if you're playing Bones, your ability is to heal people because you're the doctor. Um, you know, uh, Scotty, he fixes the ship. 
So you have different abilities that interact with the group, and then you have your own dice, and you're rolling your dice as the away team to complete alerts. You have red alert, blue alert, and yellow alert. And so depending on the difficulty that you want to play, you will decide that before you start the game and try to uh, succeed in these alerts. Now, some of the alerts have... Uh, mission priority, which means you can only work on that mission while it's out. Uh, there's ones that have time limits that you, and that you, one can be very hectic. Yeah. Um, usually they're pretty easy to to roll, but with that time limit, it kind of adds that that intensity in there. Well, and I think every time we've played it, you've got one with the time limit that comes out, and then the next thing that comes is a priority, out is a priority, and then you're mission. just you're hosed. Like, oh, no, so, we're not gonna make that one though. Um, so I really really enjoy that one, and you know there's. That one's got a lot of mixed reviews on it. I enjoyed it. I could actually develop into the theme of, oh, yeah, of Star Trek. Very Star Trek. Um, I get there's dice, but I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So that's it, my number nine. It was in my top 15. Uh, my number eight, Firefly the board game. I will qualify it by saying that if I play this game, I would play it with a maximum of five people. Um, That's over my maximum. Four is for me. Four, well, and I, I would prefer to play with four. It is a beast of a game. It would literally, this table that we're sitting at, I think is what? Uh, it's a four by eight. Four by eight table. And I think that would, you would fill this with the boards if you have, have. all the expansions. Yeah. Um, it's a great game. It's a pick up and deliver game uh, with some other things thrown into it. It's it's really, really thematic as far as how the cards are, you know, the cards go. I think you have to you have to pick up and you have to to pick up and deliver goods for different uh, bad guys. I guess I don't know. If yep. You, really not, you pick a crew. You find a job, yep. and you and you upgrade your ship. Yeah, and it's just a great game. It's one of the, again, and probably, you try to avoid the Reavers yeah, and oh the Alliance. Right. Yeah, and there's different areas of space that you can go into. There's the Alliance space. There is uh, uh, I forget what they call the Reavers Reaver space. I guess. Yeah. Um, and if you meet the Reavers, you're not going to be happy, especially if you can't uh, get out of there. But it's just, it's thematically, it's one of the better space-based games that I've ever played. I really enjoyed it. And it's number eight on my list. My number eight is Legendary Aliens, the Encounters, Legendary Encounters, Aliens, and Firefly. Now, I grouped those together because... Essentially, they're the same game, just a different theme, different, different storyline. Yeah. So, the legendary encounters Alien and Firefly. Uh, I could put Predator in here, but I, I feel like Aliens is more out there with the the space theme. Yeah, Predator and Predator is more kind of on Earth. On Earth yeah. And then there's ones where they take place in their planet. But Aliens really it's out there in space, and then Firefly. So, and I know Firefly can happen at all these other worlds, but yeah, but it's. In space, space so I really, I do enjoy those. And Legendary is a great game. Uh, It's like one to six players. Uh, It's a great deck building game. You've got a storyline, you have your your antagonist, and you want to, with those, you want to try to uh, complete the episodes or chapters. And so I I really, I enjoy that one. It's a solid game. Not on my list, but I, I played them both. I played probably more Aliens than Firefly, but I enjoy Firefly more because I love Firefly. Firefly is awesome. And I, I think I've told you before, I blame myself for that show being canceled. 
but I'll tell I blame that, Tom too. I'll tell that story in another podcast. Uh, my number seven, and it was between two, Race for the Galaxy and Roll for the Galaxy. Whoa. Uh, played a lot of Race for the Galaxy and not as much Roll, but I first played Roll at uh, VerminCon. And it's uh, my number seven is Roll for the Galaxy. I love that game. I just, I like Race for the Galaxy. I like the, the space theme of that game. I like the mechanics of that game. I love dice. And this added the dice to Roll for the Galaxy. It's a great game. I don't know if it's on you, your... You love dice? I do. I love dice. Do you like a game called Island Dice? I do not. Okay. Well, first of all, <laughs> I can't tell you if I like the game or not because it's not a game. Oh, okay. Like we've mentioned this before. But My number seven <laughs> is Star Trek Risk. And I really enjoy this because you have, um, well, you have the galaxy as your board. And each different faction is a different series. So you have the original series, you have the next-gen series, you have the uh, Deep, Space Deep Space Nine, Nine and then a Voyager, I believe. I, and there might be Enterprise in there, because I think it's five players. Yeah. But that's the 50th anniversary. Yeah, I know it was kind of like a cash cow when they started coming out with these Star Trek games, but um, I love Star Trek, and I love Risk. So you put those together, and that's my number seven. I don't know that I've ever played Star Trek Risk, but I think I would like to try it. I think we will. My number six... I think we've heard this before. Starfares of Catan. I liked it better than Joe, evidently. No, I think we just have different ideas. I mean, it's just... I only played it once. You, you played, know, it, played a it a few times. I played it a few times, and I and I like it a lot. So we've talked about it. We'll move on to whatever your number six is. My number six is Tiny Epic Galaxies. Oh. And I really enjoy the Tiny Epic series. Um... Tom hates them. I don't hate them. <laughs> and by the way, just to speed things up, it's my number five. So, Liar! <laughs> it is my number five. Uh, so I, I really enjoy it. You get a ton of game in these little boxes. Yeah, and I do think Galaxies is probably the best of the bunch. And there's an expansion that yeah, goes which really well. And that's it, uh, Into the Black. Okay. Yeah, it adds pilots. Um I forget what else it adds, but I think pilots and, and ships, uh, different types of ships, that's what it is. Pilots and different, your ships have different classes. But it's, it's I think, by far the best of the Epic games. I do like the tiny Epic games. I refuse to kickstart them anymore because I think they are no longer necessary. It's no longer necessary for them to be on Kickstarter. Uh, but I'll buy them. I'll buy them when they come out. So. Yeah, you'll get the retail version, and I I'll will. get the awesome deluxe edition, which is fine. Yep, I can play your awesome deluxe edition and have my. Copy. Oh no, no, no. we will we'll keep mine <laughs> intact, and then okay. we'll play your we can do your it that retail way version. Either way, we can do it that way. So <laughs> no, that was they my are number, great games. My number five as well. So why don't you give your number? Now five? my number five is Tom's number four, and why don't you? No, it's not. Why don't you start talking about what is it? It's Eclipse. Oh, it is. Eclipse, right. okay, I guess one we, of the yeah. greatest games. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's actually, I believe, well, no, my, my game coming up is the first space-based game I ever played. But Eclipse is an awesome game. It is. Um, it is. Is that the 4X type? It is a 4X type of game. Basically, you're, you're starting at a, a particular, your planet, and you're extending it out with these, and I think they're hexes again. Yeah. The yep. hexagonal tiles will extend your space. You'll explore... And there's three different levels from... Oh, it's just an awesome Yeah, game. you build up your races, you, you advance your technology. Yep. You explore your, your space area, you uh, uh, expand. Now, see, I love this game because 
I actually won it by not going after people. Yeah, and you, I that's built the, my civilization yeah. up, and that's it. And I'm gonna, I, everyone else was going after the center deal, and and duking it out, and I'm over here just kind of keeping my peace, and you know, kind of expanding here and there. Yep. And I won the game that way. Oh yeah, it's just an awesome game. It's essentially Twilight Imperium Light, but a lot more fun. Better. It's much, much better. better. And also, you can play Eclipse with a lot less gasoline than Twilight Imperium. <laughs> you don't have to burn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that we differ a little bit on the Twilight. I had a bad experience with it, but I got over it. And is Twilight Imperium in your top ten? No. Okay, then. Well, maybe. I rest my case. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say it's not. Okay. I, maybe because we'll, we're coming up on it. So that maybe. Eclipse is my number five, and, and Tom's number, number four. four. Uh, my number three. Well, I gotta do my number four, well, which is what four, Tom right. talked about earlier. He didn't like it nearly as much as I did, but Junk Orbit. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the box, but I I like the uniqueness of it and the gameplay. So I really like the game. That's my number four. Yeah. So your um, number three? My number three is Space Base. Ooh. Which is basically the game that made Machi Koro essentially go away. Not See, really. I, mean, I, I like have, I've only Koro played it too. once. So. I like Machi Koro too, but. It gives you more interactivity between between players. I think it's basically you're a. I think you're a, a an admiral. No, not an admiral. Are you an admiral? I can't remember what that term is. But I've only played it once. Yeah. So essentially, <laughs> you're you're buying ships that give you powers based on a dice roll, one through twelve, six two six sided dice, and you have one set of powers that would you roll on your turn, you get something. And if somebody rolls on another turn, if you have that number on the other part of your of your board, you get something from that. So it's yeah. more interactive that way. But the idea is to try and get to a certain number of points ahead of everybody else. Um, obviously, that's usually the way these games work. You get more points than somebody and win. Uh, but you go to a certain point. Except for bears and bees, I mean, less points wins. Less points yeah. wins, yeah. But the idea on this would be um, you're trying to get better ships and better numbers to give you more gold, more Victory points, more income, and that kind of thing. It's just a, it's a, it's a really interesting version of, of uh, it's a well themed version as well, of that type of game, the dice rolling and, and getting something out of it. So that's uh, my number three, is Space Base. My number three is another uh, cooperative game, uh, Star Trek Panic. I, like I absolutely love this game. I think it is by far the best. Panic game there is. You have a three-dimensional Star Trek Enterprise. You have these awesome thick plastic blue shields around it. It's the original series. You have a role that you take on. You have special abilities. You have Romulans coming at you. Klingons coming at you. Uh, it's it's just you have these these missions you have to complete. It is by far the best Panic game. To date, I, I I like the Panic games, but Star Trek Panic, wow! I I just absolutely love this game. I love the way they built this thing, and they even when you take damage, they have damaged pieces of the Enterprise that you put you on replace, the Enterprise. Yeah, I mean, it's replace, just it's really cool. It it's really it cool. is it's yeah it out is of this world. <laughs> probably in my top fifteen as well. I just had other games I liked a little better than that one, but I like it a lot as well. Um, Obviously not as enthusiastic yeah. <laughs> as I was. I do I do like it though. Now my number two game is the kind of the first space themed game that I've ever pl- I ever played. It's a game called Ad Astra. 
I don't know if you ever played nope, that. Nope, I have not. I know our friend Kim has been trying to get him to play it, and when things kind of improve in regard to being able to be have more people together, we'll probably try and play it. But basically, kind of similar to Eclipse, but it doesn't involve this the ship. It's a more of a resource gathering, resource management, exploring game. There's not, and there's a little bit of combat, but it's more resource management and gathering. It's just a just an incredibly fun game. It's I don't know that it's available, or if it is, it's kind of expensive. But it's just a really good little space game where you're going out and exploring planets, and they're hidden. It's hidden information. So basically, you can go and explore a planet, look at it and decide whether you want to colonize there or not, and you don't have to tell anybody else what's on it. Um, but your your planets generate certain resources, and you get those resources, in, and obviously there are things you need those resources for. It's just a great little space-based resource management, hidden information game, and I just really like it. It was one of the first space games I played, one of the first games I played that was more than Monopoly or Risk or... or uh, you know, Candyland, that kind of thing. So it's it was just a great game, and it kind of got me hooked a little bit. Okay, that's my number two. My number two is Firefly, the board game. There you go. So I enjoy this one a lot more than Tom does. I would play this one anytime, anywhere, as long as there's not more than four people. <laughs> yeah, that is a big key. Um, just because it is such an epic game, especially in the Firefly universe. It's just... I love the little miniatures that you're driving around space in a Firefly ship. Yep. Um, well, you know, not, some of the, not the other ships. on a Firefly ship, but yeah, No, it's... but the, the, the base game yeah. comes with four Firefly ships, and then there's different ships that add on to the expansions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's the um, uh, Pirates and Bandits, I believe, expansion yep. that adds different ships, and then... And an ability to, to get... Uh, uh, re, our, uh, uh, wanted people, right? And get there. There's just so much replayability. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I would love to get those ships painted someday. That'll probably never happen since I'm still working on. And when I say still working on, I'm not really working on it. They're just sitting in a box. My shadows of brimstone. Oh yeah, it's and still my, up there. My, uh, <laughs> but that's yeah. my Blood Bowl team, basically. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, the, I really enjoy. Fire and the Blood reason Bowl. that it might not be as high on my list is on yours because I think I had an experience at. Uh, a convention in Iowa um, where we played with eight people. Oh, and that was a lot that is people. brutal. That is a that's yeah. like Twilight Imperium. For well, me. Twilight Imperium works with eight people. Firefly no. works with eight people. Twilight Imperium doesn't work at all. <laughs> I mean, other than five gallons of gasoline. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but I mean, which I, mean I guess you never have too much. Yeah, Twilight Imperium doesn't feel like there's too many people playing an eight. If you like the game, if you don't like the game, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, uh, Firefly, you got to wait around for that turn, and that well, could be a very lengthy wait. But there are some. It depends on who you play with. That's a big part okay. of the problem. Yeah, but Firefly, unfortunately, you could literally go to the bathroom, go to a restaurant, come back, and it's still not your turn. When yeah, eight people. It's just. That's a game where you wait. So yeah, four people max. I would say on that four is four is probably the sweet spot on that. I would play with five as long as all five knew how to play. Right. Yeah, I, I could go with that, but no. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's actually sort of true with this. My number one game. Okay. You What's do, your number one? What do you want to roll to see who decides goes? To oh, first okay. I got one? this big yeah, chunk. Great of dice. big green dice. This is a little dice towery. Looks like a nine. Nine. And a five. So oh, who do you want? To I go get first? to go first. Okay. You're gonna go first. So. My number one is not even on Tom's list because, well, he's not as cool as I am. (laughs) (laughs) 
I will be saying the same thing when it's my turn to tell you number one. Space Park. I absolutely love this game. It is a great game. The theme, the artwork, the cool little rocket ships, the cool gems, the 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 robot. Yes. I could only pick... 10 it would be this should have been your number one it would be number 11 for wow i i just a small box game um it's it's kind of along the lines of splendor for me a little bit uh you're going around this board and you try to get resources you try to complete your objectives by cashing in these resources and uh the first one to 20 points wins yeah it's 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 a very good filler game and it's just the artwork really takes me back to like the 1950s space theme and that's really i saw it sitting on a shelf and that's sight unseen i i see this 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 artwork and i'm like i gotta get it so that's the whole reason why i bought it and then i got it home cracked the seal and it was just ah yeah and it is my favorite Space game. Space, space game. And it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. They came out with another game last year, I think, just called Parks. Same company, which is probably would be my... Would probably, and is, I think, right now, if we did a theme of games based on national parks... We might be doing a nature. That would be my number top one 10. nature so, top ten. Yeah. We'll see. I don't, we, I have we'll to see. do some research. We'll okay. see. Okay. So my number one game, and if you know me... You probably hey, are going to be real surprised by this. Oh, my God. <laughs> a reference to... Yeah, anyway. Uh, if you know me, my... Hey, number one. <laughs> <laughs> I am a huge fan of this game. I've got the original, the base game. I've got all the expansions. I've got... Uh, ooh, ooh, can I set you up for this? Yeah. He yelled at Stephen Bonacore. I did. <laughs> I actually yelled at Stephen Bonacore because the last expansion that they put out, they did on Kickstarter. Which, that's actually the reason that I don't do Kickstarter. When I saw this, I had to get this stupid expansion because he... To be honest, he gave a really good explanation. He did. So it cost roughly $50,000 to develop Starting out to just put an order in for even a game that's out there. So even an expansion, about $50,000 before you can even drop production on it. And so that's a lot of money, even for a company that's developed like... Stronghold, Stronghold games. games. So you probably so, figured it out by now. Anyway, and then he said it's basically an ordering system. It's Twilight Imperium. Tw- yeah, <laughs> Twilight Imperium. I, was gonna, I didn't want to see Joe flip the table, so no, it's not Twilight Imperium. Twilight Imperium, honestly, would be in my top 15, though. Terraforming Mars. I love that game. Um, played it probably more than any other space-themed game. I have only played this twice, so that is why it is not on my top 10. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but it is. I have to play it more. Yeah, and you do need to play it more. Um, it's just got all of them. It's an engine builder, basically. Um, but it's got a lot of just, it's very thematic because the artwork, people complain about the artwork. I don't understand that because I honestly don't look at the cards other than to read them for the most part. And because they're going to be covered by yeah. the other cards. It's not like you're looking at these and just admiring, but the map, the board is great. The theme is very good. You're trying to, um, add cities to Mars. You're trying to add oceans to Mars, you're trying to add greenery to Mars, you're trying to raise the temperature, you're trying to raise the oxygen level. It's just a, if, I'm sure most people know Terraforming Mars, but like I say, I've got all the expansions for it, I bought the uh, Broken Token Organizer for it. Um, it's just, I really enjoy it. And even all the expansions, the only one that I really could do without is probably the Venus Rising one. But What does that one do? Uh, it basically adds Venus to the game. Oh, okay. Um, it gives you one more track to get victory points on. 
It doesn't have anything to do with ending the game. The three things that end the game are your uh, oxygen level going up to max, your temperature going up to max, and your oceans being laid out. I don't know why Venus doesn't have anything to do with that, but it would, it would probably add to the game too much, too much time to the game. It's a long game. It is another game where the sweet spot on it is four. I would play it with five. I would probably balk at six. What is the max player count on that? I believe six. Okay. I am not positive. It could be up to eight. I would never, ever play it with eight. And six is probably also, I would not play it with six. Five is rough. The last time I played it with five, uh, extra life. And we started it at 2.30 in the morning, or Maybe it was later than that. It might have been more like 4.30 in the morning. That's a rough time to start Twilight It was a bad time to start, but guess what? I won it. Because you were the last one awake? I was probably the last one alive. No, I actually played against some pretty good opponents as well. But, yeah, we chose for some reason to start it at 4.30 in the morning. Got done right about 6, which is technically 7, because we always have extra life, at least when I played in, uh, for some reason, the weekend that they changed the time. So... I love Terraforming Mars. I've, from the minute I played it, I loved it. Um, the only thing I complained about the whole time that I'd play it was the fact that you have these slick cardboard boards to keep track of all your stuff. Well, they fixed that with Turmoil. Of course, I had gotten the Broken Token exp- thing, which also has uh, boards that have places to slot in your your cubes and things. But it's a great game. That's my number one, Terraforming Mars. And we'll get you to play it more so you can move it up your list. All right. I appreciate that. <laughs> he is doing the world a service by forcing me to play Terraforming Mars. Well, and again, it's got to be played with a group of people that you... Like. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't, I don't want to see it become a, a... Yeah, you don't want to play it with people you hate. Because, yeah. I mean, you well, hate to hate the game. Not necessarily that you hate, but that will nitpick the game to death. Yeah. Which is the problem with Twilight Imperium, so. I do enjoy it. I just, I need to play it more. Yeah, so I've, a, I've only played it twice. Yeah. You need to play it more often and, and start doing something. Turmoil probably right now, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw you in with Turmoil, but up to whatever the one before that was, I would say, yep, we could play with those. Is uh, Turmoil the last expansion? Turmoil is the last expansion. I think there's one more coming out here and they're not doing it through Kickstarter, so. That makes me happy. What? Yeah, they're not doing it. I don't think they could do it through Kickstarter. I think there was some reason they couldn't. But anyway, that's the top ten. All right. Well, Which will probably be a new feature. If you like it, let us know. Yeah, and if you don't, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> or, or give us some suggestions for top tens. That's another no, thing. We do care. Yeah. We, we, do. we love our listeners. Uh, winner gets to, uh, our top listener will get to sit on Tom's lap. That didn't get run by me. Oh, okay. Or... We will videotape him sniffing in between <laughs> Leonard Nimoy's fingers. It'd have to be a video of that because, I mean, of him because, you know, he's no longer with us. Star Trek. Yeah. He did it all the time. We just have to pause it on Dude, the TV and just have him sniffing. Doing the, yeah. <laughs> so we learned something about Tom tonight. We One, did. he's weird. <laughs> wow. And I learned how to shut Joe up. Yeah. Yeah. That there was, I mean, that's that's a challenge all by itself right <laughs> there. I mean, I, I had nothing. Other than, wow. There you go. Okay, let's give away some more stuff. I think so. I like giving away stuff. So we've got some promos here. We've got a set of three different promos. So email us, podcast at outlook.com. We've got a promo for Haunt the House. I am not familiar with this game. 
We have a promo for Neon Knights. I am not familiar with this game. <laughs> and then we have a promo for Museum. I am familiar with this game. Well, it's about time. I played it a couple <laughs> times. It's a, it's a, there's a learning curve to it, but I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Is this the one we played in, at Geekway last year? I don't think so. Because this think isn't the, only... the game that Jess wanted to play so bad. Maybe. Oh yeah, because well, it's got the, the different museums from around yeah. the world. Yeah, I think that is the okay. Played Geekway. You're so museum is the yeah. third uh, promo. Yeah, the museum card is an expert card. So if you're familiar with the game museum, it's uh, Paul Martin, journalist. And let me look and see what it does here. It says, take one prestige point each time the public opinion card is drawn. So I think I think they do at least one public opinion card every round. Yeah, so... So that would get you, depending on when you get Mr. Williams. I pulled Martin. that one out, and Tom's like, wow, I, I kind of I want this card. It's a, it's a nice... I don't have the game, so I don't yeah. want it. And we're giving it but, away. I mean, so. if, he, if he got if this, you could probably it. say on one of the next podcasts, of, hey, I just acquired a game called Museum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I got this one. No, but um, I played it twice. I think I played it twice. Once with you and once with some friends yep. at uh, Game Chest in Sioux Falls here. And uh, it's a difficult game to grasp, but not horribly so. It's easier the second time around. That's true with a lot of games, though. So... Uh, the other two, again, don't know what they are. But I've heard of Neon Knights. Neon Knights, the card looks like it's some kind of resource card. Doesn't. Oh, wait, what's it say on the back here? It says Vehicle Special Upgrade. So it's an upgrade to vehicles. I don't know what that means. Honestly, I don't know what And that means. then the Haunted House is uh, Bonus Phantoms. That actually looks like it might be kind of fun just based on what I saw of the cards. So, so uh, in upcoming podcasts, we're going to be a little teaser. We're not going to drag them out forever, so we will be giving these away. Uh, but upcoming games we're going to give away are The Isle of Cats. Oh, great game. Uh, Werewolf, Ultimate Werewolf Legacy. Also a great game, but it takes a lot of people. If you, if you, and I did not know that buying it. Well, So as soon as you pointed out that it requires nine, nine people, people yeah. uh, I said, well, we're going to give it away. Yeah. <laughs> so And the other is Dice Forge, and that oh, is that a is great a really game. Fun game. So I believe our next top ten list... So tune in. Will be our favorite dice games. Ooh, there you go. I have a feeling there's going to be some crossover on that, and I have a feeling I know what both of our number ones might be on that. Yes, and you probably, if you listen to the podcast, Island Dice might have an idea. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Island Dice. Because we're so, doing you said the number top one ten, top ten games that aren't games. Oh, okay. Uh, no, dice. yeah, I, I said top ten dice games. Oh, okay. Sorry, but not top ten games that aren't games that have dice. Right. Okay. Top ten. Top ten pretty dice collections. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, uh, hey, my number one would probably just be a big pile of dice. Yeah. There we go. And then island dice maybe would make the top. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. So, that's about Just it for us tonight. Look up the Island Dice <laughs> on BGG and find the review from the Undead Viking. And then, never mind. It's just, yep. oh my god. So that's, yeah, that's yep. our top ten. That's our giveaways. Yep. Um, so make sure you send us an email. Uh, you can join our Facebook page. Uh, join our Facebook group. Yep. Definitely, we do live giveaways. We actually just gave a live giveaway uh, entry deal. Uh, bearded board games. I kickstarted. Oh yeah, heavily yeah, 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 on yeah. their uh, their onesies. Yep. And so I've got a three three six twelve and eighteen, 18 month, month. Yep. Uh, onesies. 
for future board gamers. So check out our uh, Facebook group, join it, and uh, we give away stuff. So yeah. enter in to win. And remember, when you're sending an email, if you want, wrote Robinson Crusoe, the secret phrase, my heinies clean. Yes. Or you can do the really cool secret phrase, and I'll accept that one too. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what we learned about Tom in a very disturbing way. And all I can say to that is, wow, 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 wow. wow. (laughs) So until next time, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. Thank you all for listening. Hey, follow us on Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast and the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast group. You can follow us on Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming and on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. And you can stream a number of different videos on YouTube. You can also listen to our podcast on Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa and TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Castro, Podchaser, Pandora, and SGP Radio. <laughs>